everyone, and welcome back to Resting Bitch. I'm your host, Allie Makofsky, and this week, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Here we go. Uh, Thank you for joining me on another episode of my podcast. We're doing it. The Oscars just happened. I know. I've seen all the memes. I've seen all the Instagram posts. And I'm over it. I'm already over it. And I'm recording this the day after. Um, So some time has passed by the time this... Not that much. Whatever. We don't need to get into logistics. But, uh, uh, yeah... I'll talk about it later. I don't want to open up with the Oscars. I want to open up with me and and my and my co-host Beans Benjamin Benji Benjamin Button, who's just sitting so awkwardly on my lap right now. Literally, couldn't look more uncomfortable than he is. Um, but he doesn't like the rain and it's raining out today and he's having a weird day. He refuses. If anyone has a dog and you have this experience, if it's raining, he's not going out. I tried to take him out and he just, uh, he runs right back in and then he looks so funny cause he's all wet and he looks like a little drowned rat and he looks like a loser and then there's no payoff. It's like, he doesn't even look bad for at least peeing he's just wet and now hasn't peed but i was able to get him out he did some good peas he pissed and uh and now he's just hungry because he does that i mean this isn't that interesting but if he doesn't pee or poop he'll like he'll he won't eat so it doesn't like make him have to go Whatever, enough about beans. Um, But it is so cute. I was on the road and someone was like, how's Benjamin? And I was like, oh my God, look at you guys. You guys are invested. You're in it. You're family. I do love doing a show and having, you know, and like having you guys come out and talk to me. A lot of times you say that you feel like you know me. And obviously, you know, this is a very one-sided relationship we have, me and you. But... I feel like I know you because you know me. I feel like I know you. You know, I've shared all my secrets with you. I talk to you about everything. When you say, you know, you listen to the pod, I'm like, yeah, we're family at this point. And it's all, everyone's always so nice and so sweet. Um, So yeah, if you came out to Philly this weekend, thank you for coming out. Um, Not going to lie to you guys, didn't have that much fun. The shows were not great, but people were messaging me after being like super fun show tonight. And I don't know if that's just them being nice. I'm not, I don't know if I'm just very hard on myself, but the vibe, the vibe at these shows in Philly was so weird. It was like, it felt like people were just staring at me rather than like laughing. And that's so uncomfortable. Because I think people are having a good time. But, like, if you aren't laughing out loud, it's hard to tell. And then everyone, you know, everyone's saying that room in particular can be kind of like a weird room. So I don't know who to blame. I really was doing, like, all these different calculations. I'm like, what's the weather like outside? Um, You know, maybe it's just a degree too cold for people to let loose and enjoy themselves. I was like, maybe there's a game. There was. There was March Madness happening in Philly. And I was staying at the hotel where the North Carolina Tar Heels, I think that's their name, the Tar Heels, they were staying at my hotel. 
And you know what? I'm going to say this. I'm going to go on record saying this. Fuck North Carolina. I'll say that. The March Madness team, only because of one experience I had. So we're staying at the Hilton. Not that, I mean, it's not a bad hotel. It's not like a fancy hotel. But we're staying at the Hilton. And uh, and I, when I walked into the hotel, I see all these blue balloons everywhere. And it's all decked out with, like, uh, basketball balloons and whatever. So I'm like, what the hell is happening here? And they were like, oh, March Madness, North Carolina's here. Okay, great. So that was kind of, I wish I cared about basketball because that would have been exciting to see the players amongst, you know, amongst the civilians just hanging out. But I had no idea who anyone was, but I admire athletes, you know, because I have no athletic bone in my body. I can't even run like running. That's bad. Anytime I've ever tried to run, it's just turned into a short walk. I can't do it. So I admire athletes. And one of the last days I'm there, I've, I've taken the elevator with a couple of the basketball guys. And I say that just assuming because they're very tall and they're wearing North Carolina merch or they're just athletically built uh, fans of the team. But I'm pretty sure it was athletes from the team. And then like on one of the last days I was there, um, they had just won their game the night before. It was like UC- they, they played UCLA and they beat UCLA. So I decided, you know, I'm taking the elevator. One of the guys is on the elevator with me and I'm like, oh, I'll congratulate him because that's exciting, you know? So I was like, hey, like, congrats on congrats on the win last night. Doesn't look up, doesn't say thank you, just looks at his phone. The other dude who was uh, with him, who I, I do not think was a player because of his build, um, he was very nice to me. He was like, oh, yeah, whatever. But you're in college, okay? You're a college athlete. Granted, you're good. You're obviously good at what you do. But uh, what if I'm just making this whole situation up and he wasn't even on the team? I was just congratulating a complete stranger. What? A bellhop. Yeah, just a bellhop wearing the merch for the team, excited, jazzed about it. Yeah, I mean, I he was definitely on the team, okay? He was on the team. I felt it. But, uh... Yeah, he didn't say one thing. I'm like, bitch, you could still get grounded by your parents. Like, I'm not, don't have an ego already. How embarrassing is that? uh, Ooh, it pissed me off. So, whatever. They won. Good for them. I hope they lose the rest of the freaking March Madness. No, I don't. They seem like nice people besides that guy. I mean, that's got to be pretty cool. But also, just say thank you. We're on the elevator together. Cheers. Cheers, guys. I'm trying. I don't. I'm not. I've said it before. Not a huge fan of Celsius. The cola one is fine. The cola one's pretty good. I'm trying out a new flavor I've never tried before. Sparkling starfruit pineapple edition. Um, mm, Perfect. Spilled it all over myself. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, it tastes fine. Ugh. They just, they taste so chemically. They taste like, uh, fucking, is starfruit a real thing? I don't like it. But it gets you going, so whatever it takes. As you know, I'm a big fan of Uptime. That's the only energy drink I'll sell out for at this moment. Mmm. 
but yeah, Philly was just weird vibes. I'm like, what's going on here? What is happening? I was there on National Philly Cheesesteak Day, so that was exciting. That felt very appropriate. I ate at Jim's Cheesesteaks, which people in Philly are so weird about their fucking cheesesteaks. Like, I posted that I went to this place called Jim's, and people are like, burn in hell, you bitch. Why didn't you go to this cheesesteak place? Calm down. Let me eat my meats in peace. And I did. I ate the best cheesesteak ever. It was so good. Um, But the flight, the flight to get to Philly, ugh. It's so exhausting flying to the East Coast. It's five hours. But, like, obviously, you know, you have to wake up two hours before. You got to get to the airport an hour before. You got to wait around at the airport you gotta fly and it's just i don't i i enjoy flying i don't mind flying but when it's that long of a flight you're you're hoping it's going to be a good trip you know you don't want to fly all that way just for some you know week some weak shit or if i had you know maybe like gone to new york after or done some more east coast stuff but going there just for the weekend five hours man that was long as hell but I got out there. I got in a day early. What did I do? Oh, the first the first night I was there, I got in kind of late because my flight was like in the afternoon. So I got in and obviously there's a time difference. So three hours ahead. So I like literally that was like a wash of a day. I did nothing the whole day I was on a plane. And then when I got in, there was no fucking food to eat. That's the thing that sucks too about going on the road is sometimes like Sometimes there's just no, like, good food options near you. And I don't know how safe this city is. And from the DMs I got, Philly seems like not the safest place to be walking around at night. So I had to, like, Uber eat something or Postmates or whatever. But it's, like, it's like the, the only options are, like, you know, disgusting fast food or, like, random shit I've never heard of before. So whatever, I got Qdoba, Qdobo. I never had it before. It's like a, it's kind of like a Chipotle type of vibe. And the, oh yeah, this pissed me off. Oh, this is a week of pure rage and anger. So, so I order my food and I order it while I'm in the Uber from the airport to the hotel because I'm starving. I fucked up. I didn't get any snacks for the plane. So I, I'm starving the whole trip over to Philly. So I order food while I'm in the Uber and I'm hoping that it's going to be there, you know, pretty much as soon as I get in. It was so late. I get to the hotel. I check in. First of all, I get to my room and the room reeks of cigarettes when I walk in. And, you know, I'm a chronic vapor. I love vaping. But the smell of cigarettes in your hotel room is so gross. And it like something about just the the smell of cigarettes around you, it like messes with your nose. My nose was like, I, I just felt so weird. And I made the stupid, I was like, whatever, it's no big deal. And so I unpacked all my clothes. I love unpacking everything on a trip. I love it. I feel like I live there. I'm like, sweet life is acting Cody. I'm settled. I'm calm. Um, and that's something that I started doing because my oldest sister did it. And I was like, you're insane for unpacking. Like, this is just a trip. Keep everything in your fucking suitcase. But now that I do it, I can't go back. I can't go back. Everything has to be hung up in the little closet. Because also it just makes packing at the end of the trip much easier. And I like it. I see all my outfits. There's no wrinkles in them. They're laid out. I just feel calm. And I feel at peace. So I unpacked everything. And then I was like, okay, the cigarette smoke is like 
way too strong. Like, I can't just let this go. It was bad. I felt like I was in Vegas. Do you guys remember my Vegas nightmare trip? I don't know what episode it is, but you got to go back to that. Because that room reeked of cigarettes, too. So anyway, I unpack everything. And then I'm like, the cigarette smoke is way too strong. So then... I went down to the lobby and I asked the guy if I could move rooms and he seemed kind of confused, but he was like, okay. So then I got a new room, but I had to go up, repack everything, go down, unpack again, but I was happy. But then the food still wasn't there. The food like kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Finally, it got there. I'm just munching away on my little Qdobo burrito. It was fine. Nothing to write home about. Um, but yeah, that was the start to my weekend. So I just kind of chilled that first night and the time change was rough. And it was like, it was one of those things where I like, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to like acclimate to the time change because I'm only going to be there for four days. Like I don't want to be on East coast time temporarily. And I wasn't even able to like anytime I tried to go to bed at a normal time, I just couldn't. So when I was going to bed every night at like five in the morning, that was brutal. But Philly itself was cool, like Fishtown. There's literally a neighborhood called the Gayborhood. I love that they just put it all out there. They're not even like, oh, this neighborhood's pretty gay. They're like, the neighborhood is literally called the Gayborhood. Um, that area was really cute. I don't know. There was like, there was cute little, like, I would like to go back there just to hang out. Um... Because there were so many cute little restaurants and things. I don't know. So I liked Philly. I got cheesesteaks the first day. What else did I do? I feel like I did something. Um, And then the show. Yeah, the shows were just. I mean, you tell me. If you were there, be honest with me. Keep it real. Message me. Let me know. I, like, couldn't tell what was up. But the last night of shows, I felt like Saturday. Saturday was going better, but. Just a weird vibe. And then I started my fucking period. Oh my God. I wasn't expecting it for another few days, but all of a sudden I went to the bathroom, just shot right out of me like a cannonball. Blood, 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 blood. And that sucks when you're performing on stage. I This might be TMI, but obviously I don't care. When I'm perform, it sucks when you're on your period on the road because you just want to lay and you want to sleep and and I- Mama's got a heavy flow. That second day, woo, it's gushing. I gotta, you know, I gotta. I might as well just sit on the toilet that whole day because I have to change my tampon like every hour. So if I'm performing and it's the second day of my goddamn period, I gotta buy a freaking pad and just diaper myself. Because I don't want to be bleeding out on stage. So I had to pad myself up. And I didn't even have tampons with me. That was the, that was the hardest part. Luckily, the, the lady who works at the club, she's really sweet. So I texted her. I was like, hey, do you have any tampons? And there's this weird thing that women do. I don't know why we're so like, we're so, we feel that we need to be like private or secretive about our periods. We got to just start normalizing that shit. If I'm on my period, I'm letting everyone know. Hey guys, your girl's bleeding in our hoo-ha. So that's that. Because even in school, like in middle school and stuff, when you first start getting your periods, like like 
we're just taught from the time that we start our periods until we're adults, if we have to give so like you shove it in your, uh, you put it in your little arm, your sleeve of your shirt and you like do a handshake, like it's some sort of drug deal just for a tampon. Like, why is it so secretive? If someone does that to me, I just grab the tampon right out of their sneaky sleeve and I put it in my mouth. I just show everyone. It's like a cigar. I just keep it at the tip. And, uh, yeah, it's like, why are we hiding our period? We all, most of us get them. I was going to say we all, but some people, if you're like a gymnast or something, you don't get them. And I don't want to exclude my gymnast audience from being involved in this discussion. But yeah, it's like, so she hands me, so I'm in the green room and I don't care that people know I'm on my period, whatever. It's life. I'm ma- Mama's on her cycle. So she puts the, she puts some tampons in a COVID box like in a COVID testing box and hands it to me. And I'm like, and now everyone thinks that I think I have COVID. I would much rather have them think that I'm on my period than that I need a quick rapid test. So I I had to tell everyone, I'm like, hey guys, I don't think, like I don't have COVID. I just, she gave me tampons in this little box. But it's just so funny that there's like these little things that we do that we feel like we need to keep private. So yeah. So I got my tampons, did the show, and then the first night after the show I went there was a casino right across the street. And I am a sucker for a casino. I love casinos. There's something comforting about them. I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's only fun if you're willing to lose a lot of money. And I'm a stingy casino goer. I, I, I don't have a gambling problem. I love gambling, but I, there's never a part of me that's like, I got to keep going. I don't care how much I lose. Like I'm about to get it. Like once I hit a certain point, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I can just like call it. Maybe I'll be like, okay, maybe 20 more dollars. But after that, I'm like, I can't, you know, I can't go beyond repair. So I, I'm, I, I walk in beautiful casino, by the way, I forget what it's called. It's, uh, it's called like river or something like that. It's right across from the punchline Philly. And, uh, and it's a brand new, I think they like remodeled it or something. It's nice. They got good machines and they had what I love. My favorite thing. They had a digital roulette table and, but this one was different. I miss the dingy casino in Vegas, the new Orleans, that dingy ass new Orleans casino. Because their roulette table, you could put like a dollar coin down, but you could also put, you could also like put your dollar into like 25 cents or like tiny amounts. You could cover pretty much the entire board and like be guaranteed to get some money back from it. But this casino, you couldn't, you couldn't make a dollar any smaller. Um, so I just, I was just eating, I was eating it. It was just taking all my money. It wasn't fun. I couldn't cover the board like I would want to. Ugh. So then I went over to the blackjack table and there was this drunk man there. He was loving me. I was, I, I hit blackjack at one point and I was doing a little dance and he was drunk as hell going, look at her dance, look at her dance. And I said, yes, sir. And then I lost it all. And that's the annoying part when these guys at the table, you know, they're kind of chatting you up. They're kind of, you know, talking the talk around you and then I lose all my coins where are they then where are they to hand me a coin why wouldn't they 
I see them. They got their stacks of coins. Throw me a 25. Throw me a buy-in. I'll give it back to you. Let me try and make money first, baby. It's like, don't be talking all this right next to me. Oh, look at that. Good for you. Good for you. And then I'm all out. And then you're just quiet. You don't want to see me go from this table. You don't want to see me go. But they do. They always see me go. (sighs) Blackjack, that's a tough one, too. I like a low buy-in. And I know that that's kind of, you know, it's a little ghetto. The low buy-in tables, it's a little, because no one's really willing to risk it all. But at least if you have a low buy-in, I feel more comfortable spending more money at a low buy-in because I know that the game will last longer. I don't want a 25-chip dollar buy-in because I'm only putting down two chips at a time. And with blackjack, it's so like one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back. It's so touch and go that you have to have a lot of coins, but it's that too risky. New Orleans. What? Shouts out New Orleans. I know that New Orleans really is the best. I want to go back there. The lowest buy-in in the world. It's the lowest buy-in. And hot dogs. And the hot dogs are $1. They're not good. It's not great hot dogs, but they have little hot dog vendors throughout the casino. You can just buy a stale $1 hot dog fueled up for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And the bun's like a little bit kind of chewy. It's like a weird texture. From my memory as a kid, like they used to be good, but that place is so different than what I remember as a kid. I really was like, that was that must have been like some sort of alternate reality because as a kid, I remember the New Orleans being like a dive, but that's only because my sister said it was. But in my little baby eyes at like seven years old, I'm like, this place is incredible. But also my, 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 my memory of it, because I was so young, might be mixed up with different casinos and hotels. So it could all be blurred, but... I got to go back to Vegas. I'm trying to push for it. I want to go around my birthday. I want my 27th birthday to be in Vegas. I want it to be 27 club themed. I want everyone to dress up as a dead celebrity. Um, and then I want to freaking party. See, but I don't drink. So like Vegas, I feel like if you drink, Vegas is a fun experience, but it's also a very dark experience for you. Because everyone who goes to Vegas, it's fun for like the first, you know, few hours of the night. And then everyone just turns into a zombie And it just gets dark really quick. For me, Vegas, man, this is what you do when you're a sober person in Vegas. You eat a bunch of food. You go to the pools. You you act like a child. Rip cigarettes in the casinos. But it's also like, yeah, you're going to the M&M store, obviously. Like, I love doing all that shit. I love, that's what's beautiful about being sober. You just get to act like a kid. You get to do kid shit and have fun doing it. But I'm not trying to sell you on anything here, okay? I'm not. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Philly. Philly, you gotta... Next time I'm there, I need a different experience. Because that was not the best. And it was crazy because, you know, last weekend I was in Sacramento having the time of my life. In Sacramento, of all places, you know? And the shows were great. I was incredible. Everything was good. I was like, maybe I just needed to be humbled. Because I think I was on such a high from Sacramento that I needed to be humbled. Because I truly was like, like when I was in Sacramento, I was like, damn, this needs to be filmed and put out. And then in Philly, I was like, I need to quit and go to like hair school. I need to find some sort of backup option. That's how how much of like a 360, 180 situation that was. 
it literally made me question everything. I was like, what is happening? But that's just the name of the game. You know, they're not always not always incredible. I went to the Philly Art Museum, also known as the Rocky Steps. I don't like museums. I do, but I don't. I don't know anything about art. I need some kind of like contemporary modern art. I like funky shit, bright shit. I like dark shit, but I don't want to see some pale ass bitch on a beach with her titty out and her kid sucking on it with some lily pads around. That's not what I enjoy. I'm just, that's not, it doesn't do it for me. I like some weird shit with, you know, like a sponge that happens to be in the painting for some reason, or like, you know, dog hair or something. Like, I like weird art that just has shit in it. Because at this point, we have we have photography, we have photos. I don't need to see an art rendering of a photo of the 1800s. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It's just, it's kind of, it's a little bit boring. Not all of it, but for the most part. I like funky little... Yeah, I'm gonna say something controversial. I like Warhol. Okay, you don't like. I thought. Do you do you not like Warhol? Is that my other boyfriend? Pop yeah, pop art. No. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't love it, but I like. I like colors. I like you know expression. No, I like the dark. I like the dark too, though. I like the dark too. I like grays, blacks. Yeah, whites. I like the gray. Yeah. yeah, I like when it's all muddied, but when it's painted in a cool way, that's just kind of funky. What is it? There's a. The journey, you know, the, all those like weird balloons and weird things. Uh, Bauhaus, 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 Bauhaus. That's this. That's the move. Is that art? Yeah. Well, it's uh, there's music. There's a ballet. Yeah, I was gonna say. But there's also. Oh art. yeah, you talked about this before. I think that's the trippiest, coolest. It's like, like a weird version of, like hallucination. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's my cool. favorite. I think. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was literally in the Philly Art Museum, and it's so big. There's three stories, and it's just massive. You just keep walking. It's a maze. It's the biggest, nicest escape room I've ever been in. It was so hard to figure out how to get out. There was just so much. They had, like, furniture from a certain timepiece. I don't want to see the furniture. I don't want to see a wood chair. I'm sorry. I can go to Ikea or the Pottery Barn or something. There's just so much art and none of it that I was connecting with. And uh, so I'm just walking around, walking around. At one point I stop and I sit at a couch and I literally took like some BuzzFeed type of test. Like, what art do you like? Because I'm like, none of this is it for me. And uh, and so I, I did that. What was I going to say about it, though? There's something at the art museum... Yeah, I don't know. There was some cool stuff, I guess, but it was just so big. There were so many levels. And it was $25. Come on, get out of here. God, I feel like there was something at the art museum that I was going to talk about. But I forget. Anyway, I saw art. All I think of when I see art, all the all the words that come to mind is just, oh, cool, awesome, cool. I'm not like, ooh, this is making me feel whatever. But I did that. What else did I do in Philly? Yeah, I mean, those were those are the highlights, really. I um, 
I saw a movie. I don't know if I talked about it, but it was like a Swedish movie or something. It was called uh, The Worst Person in the World. Everyone was raving on Instagram about how good it was. And I was completely bamboozled that it's a foreign film. As soon as the movie started, I saw subtitles and I was like, okay, good thing I brought my reading glasses because it was, you know, there was a lot. Um, I thought it was a good movie. It's it's a little, you know, it's sad, but it's beautiful. And yeah. So I saw that. And then what else was I watching that I was obsessed with? (gasps) Okay. Okay. Now we're going to get into like this pop culture kind of stuff because I watched Life and Beth, Amy Schumer's new show on Hulu. I couldn't recommend it enough. Highly recommend it. It's so good. It's so funny. It's sweet. It's sad. It's hilarious. There were parts where I was sobbing. There were parts where I was laughing hysterically out loud. Such a good show. I was binge watching it in Philly. Loved it. So good. But you know what I'm sick of? I'm sick of seeing Amy Schumer slander. I'm sick of it. There's people are so awful to her. So awful online. She gets the meanest comments. And it's like, it's okay. You don't have to like her. No one is forcing you to like her. Okay, we have an option that we get to decide if we like someone or not. And then we just say, okay, noted, put it in the back of the brain, the slander for this woman. And I, people are, you know, I think, so obviously there's like videos of her on YouTube and like the main thing that people talk about is like, oh, she's a joke thief. She's a joke thief. Okay. Yeah, sure. That's bad. I don't, like, you You don't want to be accused of that. That's bad. Yes. Okay. But the um, the way that people go out of their way to shit on her, like, fucking, oh, it just, I don't know why it pisses me off so much because I think, like, you know, as a female comedian, I already notice how quick people are to want to hate me. And I have like this much, like this tiny little speck of, you know, notoriety in the comedy world. Nothing compared to her. But even at my level, the amount like I and this is what's annoying is like I try and tread the water as lightly as possible And I shouldn't. I should just be doing whatever the fuck I want to do because people are going to talk shit anyways. When I I posted the video of my sister's, uh, the the speech I did at my sister's wedding, and, you know, I I posted a tiny clip from what I think was like a four or six minute, maybe like a six minute wedding speech. Uh, And I posted a tiny one minute clip of that. And there's some people who are, uh, oh, oh, was this supposed to be funny? Yes, and it is, and it is funny, okay? And it is, and if you don't think so, that's okay. That's okay. You weren't at my sister's wedding, thank God, because that would have been a tough crowd, but luckily everyone there was into it because it was, in fact, funny. Um, but it's just so crazy. Like, I did I did a taping for... I did that Comedy Central taping, and I did my set, and I have a joke in my set that uh, I've been doing for a while. It's kind of just like a quick little line that I like doing, but I noticed that someone 
It's a, it's a very easy line. It's a pun. You know, it's not it's not some genius thing I came up with and have crafted. It's just a silly line that I said once at a show and I've stuck with it ever since. And I've been saying it for a while. And then I was watching someone's podcast clips and they said that line. And I do not think that they like took that from me. It's a very simple line um, that I say. And so I don't think in any way that they like saw my stand up or saw me do that joke and then said it on the podcast. I do not think that at all. But I was aware that if I record my set for Comedy Central and I use that line for that joke, that one day down the line, someone is inevitably going to come up with some sort of conspiracy video about me being a joke thief. And I'm like, I don't even want to give people the pleasure. I don't want to give people the option. It's a funny line. It would have really added to that joke, but I'm like, people just want to be haters from home. That's their job. Hating from home. It's an at-home job. They don't have to go into the office for it. And it makes it very convenient. Um, so I like, I didn't even do that joke. Cause I'm like, I just know that these hoes out here are trifling. Um, but yeah, so like, I think something was trending on Twitter, like the un, like, like famous comedians who are so unfunny and Amy Schumer was in that mix. And I'm like, okay, she's, I just, I, it's okay if you don't like her. I just, I do. I do. If she, if it is confirmed that she's a joke thief, it's like, yeah, that's lame. That's stupid. She's, she's good enough without that. You know, she doesn't need that. Um, so I don't know what the hell that's about, but she is funny. She's a funny person. The show is incredible. If you don't like her, watch it. If you do like her, watch it because it's so good. Ugh. but yeah, even like, so at the Oscars, fucking Will Smith slapped Chris Rock and, um, and people were like, oh, that should have been Amy Schumer or some shit. I'm like, it's, it literally repulses me so much how and it's you know it goes for anyone this is a very general statement but I do feel like you know people like to shit on women more so than men obviously people are shitting on men as well but I just think it's so much easier it's such an easier cop out and it's so much easier to hop on the bandwagon when it's a woman and I've been guilty of it myself like if I watch uh, um like if I watch some documentary and like, you know, it's, it's, it's much easier for me to say, oh, well, she's crazy or something like that. Like, it's just so much easier, but it's wrong. I'm standing up for Schumer. I said it. I'm standing up for her. I love her. And, uh, yeah, that show's great. I didn't even watch the Oscars. So all I know are like the little clips that people have been posting, which is mostly just Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I think it's stupid as hell. It's really unprofessional. Um, You know, I I didn't even like the joke that he made. I don't have alopecia, so I don't know what that's like and how it affects you. But I don't think slapping someone is the way of going about it. There couldn't have been a more plain Jane, generic ass, safe ass joke than just saying G.I. Jane 2. You know, so I don't know, 
But it just, the thing that bothers me the most is just people's reactions to it. And obviously I'm reacting to it right now. So sorry if you hate this, but I just hate how people like encourage, like hype up this behavior. Like that was the sickest part about the Oscars. And I'm like, why? Like, why is that the inner, watch the fucking UFC if you want to see people fight. I hate, you know, I hate world star videos. I do. I try and watch them. They make me uncomfortable. Because I'm just, even like watching dramatic television shows the whole time, I'm just thinking, just talk it out. Be honest. Like, you know how in classic, like, television shows, every episode has, you know, the the conflict and then there's the resolution. Or in movies, there's a conflict. And every time I'm watching that, I'm like, if you're just honest, you just got to open up. You got to tell them how you how you feel. They don't know. But then we get, Sharkeisha, no. And I'm like, Sharkeisha, just, if she just had opened her heart and let a little bit of love and compassion in. But yeah, I just hate how hyped up people get about, like, you know, fighting. And then it's the same people who are like, Donald Trump sucks. He said this. And then they're like, yeah, Will Smith fucking knocked his ass out. I'm like, what? What? Like, What? I don't even have words. I don't have words. I don't know. We all just need fucking chill vibes. We all need to plur out. I think we should. You know how there's like National Earth Day? There should be like National Molly Day. Where everyone just does a little bit of Molly. You don't think so? I think so. What about mushrooms? What about Super Speciosa? Use code AllieMac for 100% off. No, I don't have a, I don't have any super speciosa ads, but there is a little bit of super speciosa in here, which I believe is just kratom. It is. Which might as well they should just call it heroin. No, there's an upper version. That's the upper version. Oh, there's an upper version. So now you can get the sativa version of heroin in powder form. So it doesn't feel like you're doing heroin, but you are in fact still on drugs. Mm, my boyfriend's down. Yeah, it's so crazy how, yeah. Oh, what world? I feel like an old fucking, like, housewife. I'm like, what is this world coming to? It's chuggy. What? It's chuggy. It's chuggy. Yeah. But the vibes were corrected. The vibes were corrected last night. Everything was okay in the world. So here's what went down my last night in Philly. So I'm in Philly. My flight... The next morning at Sunday is like 6 a.m. 6 a.m. flight starts boarding at like 5.30, which means I got to get to the airport at like 4.30, which means I got to wake up at 4. And I'm not set up with this time change at all. So I ended up pulling an all-nighter. I should have gone to the casino. I think that would have been a better move. But I just stayed up all night. I was watching The Nanny. That's my comfort TV show. I love The Nanny. Friend, there needs to be a reboot. I want to be The Nanny. But hers was the East Coast version. I want to do, like, the SoCal version. But I want to be the nanny. I want to be Fran Drescher. Um, So I was watching that and then stayed up all night. And I went to the airport. And uh, and the flight, I I was able to fall asleep. But there were so many annoying-ass people on the flight. What was happening? There was something that, oh, someone was fully watching, like, a YouTube video. Like, an influencer's YouTube video. 
No headphones. Hey guys, welcome back. Today I'm going to be doing a haul for you. And then the next video was about like some murder that happened in Mexico. The chaperone was not on the trip. And I'm like, what? And I couldn't figure out. It was one of those weird things. I couldn't tell where the sound was coming from. So I'm looking all around, hoping that me looking with like a mean ass look on my face will, you know, advise them not to fuck with me. But they were just playing at full volume. And then uh, there was something else that was annoying on this flight. The YouTube video at full blast. Oh, the flight attendant. He was wearing colored contacts. Whoa. I don't like that. I don't like that. Colored con- They freak me out. I think that there's a difference, though, because I think some colored contacts look really... There's some, I think they're probably more expensive, but they blend and look more natural. The problem is that when people get these cheap-ass colored contacts and it just looks, it looks like they're wearing fake eyeballs. I hate it. It's so unnatural. I mean, he was, he was fine. I th- and you know what was weird? I think I might have had him on a flight before. Because obviously you remember a colored contact moment. And it stood out to me and his face looked very familiar. I could have sworn that I had flown with him before, that he was my flight attendant at another time. And I'm sure that that's somewhat likely. But um, it just, it, 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 it makes me feel uncomfy. I don't like that feeling. But I made it to the airport. I slept on the plane and then I got home and I just went straight to bed. I slept for like four or five hours. Really? I was drooling. So much drooling. Yeah, that's a good sleep. I if I'm not drooling when I wake up, did I even sleep at all? Really, I love when it's just a pool of drool on your face. That's such a you wake up feeling so good. You're just wiping away all the all the drool. You feel it's like a baptism in your sleep. It's it's a baptism. Oh, I love that feeling so much. And then you know what I want to do. And maybe I shouldn't say it on the pod because I always say I'm going to do stuff that I don't end up doing. But whatever. I'll put it out there. I was having such a hard time falling asleep in Philly. And there's only so many times you can listen to the relaxing massage playlist on Spotify. I was like, I want to watch The Nanny, but the brightness on the computer. And then there's like the laugh track that's louder than just the dialogue. And so I'm trying to find these like sleepy time podcasts. And they suck. I was like, I want to make a podcast that's like a, a fall asleep podcast. And I know that this already is for some people, but I want to make one where I'm just doing kind of like, you know, some soft ASMR in each episode. I can like either read a story like a bedtime story or something like that, because I hate I hated what options were of it because some people would just be like, I just the voices are bad. The stories are bad. I think I could really have, like, a calming effect. Okay, well, let's save it for off the pod. Because we got... Because you're... Yeah. But I want to know. But not on the pod. But, yeah, I want to do that. Because I think that there... I think there could be a market for this. And I think that would be fun to do. Just reading stories. Little bedtime stories. Tucking all of you in. I think that's cute. But, um... Yeah, I took a nice long snooze, and then my friend bought tickets to a sound bath. Have you guys ever done these things? Sound bath? It's not for me. You've done it, though. I, I did, like, a like a janky version at a festival once. Mm. Yeah. I didn't realize 
they use those little the the little Tupperware, the big bowls, and they and they put them in. It's like I mean I don't know how to recreate the noise, but it, I didn't realize I was laying on the floor, and they had three people doing these little bowls, putting out these vibes. I mean, I should pull up kind of what it sounds like. Um, Singing bowls. Yeah, yeah, they're. Uh... Okay, so here we go. Let's. Uh... So this is the kind of shit that's. It's like. It's kind of the vibe, but when you're doing, when you're, when the sound bath, you're laying on the floor and they're doing their little bowls and it literally sounds like it's in your brain. Like it just, it feels, it's so insane, but also like the type of people who lead this, you know, sound bath experience, they're all, you know, fairy girls. They're wearing these loose dresses and you just wonder what their living situation is like. I don't know. I just get mixed mixed vibes from these kinds of people. I wish I was less judgmental, but it's hard not to be. You know, it's hard not to be because they're trying to sell you on good vibes. And I'm like, I would love to see you in traffic. Just show me that version of yourself so I know what the vibes are going into it. But it was a cool experience. I just couldn't get comfy. I was cold. I, I, I hate laying on my back. My coochie feels exposed. Um, there were a lot of people but I would do it again. I would do it again. I'll give it another shot. It was cool, but I just wasn't in the right headspace for it. I should have brought blankets and stuff. People were like really prepared. They had like furry blankets and like pillows from home. It was a lot. And right after that, I went to see Portugal the Man at the Crypto Arena, formerly known as the Staples Center. It's very weird calling something the Crypto.com Arena. I don't know. Doesn't sit right with me. But that was super fun. Hadn't seen them in a long time. Got to see former friend of the pod, former uh, guest of the pod, Roy Choi, who I just love so dearly. So it was nice, but I felt so socially awkward. I don't know why. Sometimes in those situations, I just get, uh, I get really awkward when I don't know people. And I felt like kind of a, I just wasn't feeling, also, I just gotten back from Philly. Don't be so hard on yourself, Allie. But I did feel, I was like, I'm not bringing my Allie A game. But they got what they got. I was there. I had a blast. I brought my friend Alex. And, uh, and that was my week. That was my week. Philly really took up a lot of days and time of this week. But I went, I did the shows. I'm going to be in, uh, I'm going to be in Austin, Texas for Moon Tower Comedy Festival. I just saw kind of a rough lineup. It's not set in stone, but I'm going to be doing some fun shows with a little Sasquatch from the, uh, what's it called? From Barstool. Um, I'm doing shows with Rosebud Baker. I'm doing shows. Uh, I'm doing a lot of shows. April 21st through 24th, Abby Roberge from Melrose Podcast Networks. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of fun shows, and then I'm doing a Texas run, so I'll be in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. Um, so go to AllieMikofsky.com slash shows, and uh, yeah, I'll see, you. I'll see you on the road. I can't wait. I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. 
I'll see you next week. Kisses, hugs. Mwah. <laughs>